0: welcome back conscious listeners to another episode of listen carefully oh it is so good to be here and it's so good to be connecting and to have this place to share and really expand and just take that moment needed for self and that moment needed to just let everything land i feel like today i have been cracked open and i have been really really um been shown the way that I get to show up for myself. And I think for so many years, for me personally, I've always had this story and this narrative, right is what we usually say with this narrative, this story, this reason that we believe or, you know, how we perceive or what we think other people are thinking because that's just how we make sense of the world we have this feeling, right? The sensation in our body. And at some level of discomfort, we get to confront that feeling to either allow it to exist and give it the space it needs to move through us. Or if we don't feel as though it's safe enough to process in that moment, we might suppress it. We might save it for later. It might come out sideways. It might be unconscious. and. When we have that accumulation of feeling, let's say if it goes unattended, or if we're not tending to it in the moment or thereafter, close to it, then it starts to layer up and then it starts to compound. And that's when we end up with things like stress or anxiety or depression or these really sluggish feelings that are feeling as though they're overpowering us because. Like our emotional bank account is so full. You know, our emotional, I don't want to say baggage, but just like our weight of what we've been carrying has accumulated. And we know this, the longer we carry something, no matter what the weight of it is, it tends to feel heavier, even though it's the same weight, right? Because the longer we're carrying it, the longer we're putting the stress and the strain and the resistance on our muscles to be able to hold up for that duration. So I think where I was going with this was just to say that it can be a lot to remind yourself that it's safe enough to feel, especially if your patterning says that It's not safe enough to feel, or that you. I know a story for me has been I have to do it alone, you know. And over these past few months, I have been doing some really major inner child excavating where I am being there for my inner child at multiple stages and multiple ages that she has needed me to show up for her because to view it from that level of victim consciousness is to say, I didn't get what I needed. And then to apply that level of accountability because I am responsible for everything that's happened to me, for me. Like to add that level of responsibility requires me to be able to show up for myself. It's so much easier to say, I wasn't seeing the ways that I needed to be Rather than to say, I'm willing to create the space that I get to be seen, I'm willing to create the environment that I want to be seen in. And every time I make a declaration of what I'm up leveling to, what my next level is, when I claim it and I wrap my energy around it and I anchor into it, and I say, This is what's next, the exact things, the exact opportunities, and the exact moments of what I need to get there will be triggered because they're always presenting in the exact moment on purpose of what must be overcome in order for me to reach what I say I want. So again, as I vocalize anything, boom, the moment of truth comes where the, the opportunity is saying Is this what you actually want? And it's an opportunity to assess, am I willing to be initiated through this old pattern of familiarity, comfort, and and pattern? It's so second nature. Am I sure I wanna do something different? It's gonna go against the grain. You know, it's gonna, it's the same way I feel after therapy. I, my eyes are going to be hurting. I'm going to be on the verge of tears for the rest of the day. Am I willing to put myself in that position where I can be vulnerable and cry so hard to the point where my eyes are red if that means that I'm taking care of the feelings for my inner child at this point of my career and in my investment in the work I do? Yes, that's worth it to me because I know that those feelings are so dramatic because they've been compounded because they have been savored longer than their time and what's so beautiful about me tending to my inner child and tending to those moments of where i really felt alone and where i felt the lowest of lows of shame like getting to pick myself up off the floor getting to imagine myself today with that age of who i was back then what did she need to hear? What exactly did she need? What did she need to be nurtured with and offered with to be able to know that she's loved and accepted unconditionally? And sometimes it can be so jolting and so unraveling and the adult brain might want to come online and engage and judge and say, this is overreactive or this is, you know, out of proportion or, you know, whatever judgments or stories might arise. And to just know that you are safe within that, you know, I even had a thought, you know, with my therapist of like, am I, and this is like a story, right? Am I even an interesting enough case for her? Am I an ideal client? You know, like I, it's funny how when we make these leaps and these moments of growth and then we like want to sabotage the experience it's like wait why are we adding these levels of suffering that we don't actually need why can't we just take the win and be like wow that was a huge emotional release and thank gosh I'm held in that you know but it's interesting how the mind will play those tricks and do those things because Truthfully, that's what it's wired for, and it is like a child in a way where it just needs us to hold it by the hand and say, "Thank you, thank you for all the work you're doing." You know, like I think about when my dog Meraki barks from the patio if she sees something that she's triggered by. That's her response is to bark and to try to protect me, right? And I get to thank her and say, "Wow, thank you." for assessing the perceived threat. I am so thankful that you were able to navigate this and I'm with you, you're safe. Cause she'll do a series of like huffing and puffing and her nervous system is dysregulated, right? Whether the threat is real or perceived, the body processes, it, processes it as real because that's our perception. That's our reality to our system. But we get to know on a deeper level that, wait a minute, I'm actually safe on the balcony here. If I look around, I see the sunset, I see the pool, I see the, the grass, I see all of these things that are grounded in my reality and in my truth that I'm safe. And yes, it's okay to feel everything within that, that feels threatening, feels triggering, And it's important to move with and move through and move towards ourselves, even on a deeper level, as those feelings come up, as those sensations arise. So, for example, when I go sit by her and comfort her and say, I'm here, when she's regulating now and back in a system or in a place where her system is cooling off, right? What does she do? She shakes it off. All of that tension built up has to go somewhere. Energy cannot be created nor destroyed. So it it gets to shake off, right? And that's one of my favorite parts about dogs is they're so unapologetic. We can't like shame them into like not shaking that off, right? Whereas like we can do that with children if we are dysregulated as well as the adult but with animals, you're not going to control an animal, right? Like the way that you would maybe control a child or, you know, have them be compliant, right? Out of your own state of dysregulation or your own state of fear or your own state of those lower emotional places like shame. But again, being an adult now and healing through those wounded, deeper core parts, I get to only be responsible for me i am my only responsibility and that's the other pattern that i have to let go of in order to help my l- little inner ones heal is that's not mine i don't have to like feel for you because that's not mine maybe you put that on me with the ways that it was projected out right or like Maybe I absorb that as I internalize things because I was sensitive and I still am. But at this point of time, I get to remember, oh, I didn't have to take that on. Or I didn't have, I don't have to take their point of view on. Does that make sense? Like I'm trying to trying to think of a better way to explain it. Like it would be the same analogy of if I were to go outside and yell at Meraki and say, there's no reason to bark that this is not a real threat, right? Because then I would be having an argument with reality, right? The case is is the barking's already occurring. The feelings have already been had. the sensations have already arose. So we can either lean into those and remember why they're there to teach us and take the lesson. or we can resist. And sometimes that's what we do to stay safe too if we never thought it was safe enough for us either, right? So it's that balancing part, that balancing piece. And then knowing what I know now, it's like, wait a minute, I don't have to pick that up from others. I do not have to take on what it is that they are putting out. You know, I get to have that energetic boundary where I understand, but it's not for me to carry. I have my own emotional burdens and emotional weights. I do not need to take on more from others even if they're people that love me and that I love, right? That's that emotional entanglement that gets to be peeled away and separated and really distinguished because now from a clearer lens, we get to see more clearly and we get to understand that that's why we're here for these deeper levels of connection to ourselves, right? And again, going back to that place of when that opportunity arises, because when I claim what I want from my desire, right, I'm a splenic manifester in human design. So I, I have a gut sense of what I want and I, I move when I want it. Like I, it's not impulsive, but it's when things are in alignment, boom, I'm there. And so when I claim something, when I vocalize something, and when I write something down that's at the level of what I am ready to receive then the opportunity is gonna show up. The trigger is gonna show up that's showing me, Jen, this is what you still need to lean into in order to get there, right? So I can look at it as something like, oh, life happens, or I can be like, whoa, this moment is showing me what I want. And I know that I can handle that because I know it's worth what is on the other side. What's on the other side of that trigger is what I'm asking for. So I'm willing to rise and I get to rise because in that rising, I'm giving my inner child everything that she's ever wanted and ever needed to be seen, to be seen in her vulnerability, to know that she is enough just as she is. She doesn't have to do more. She doesn't have to be extra. She doesn't have to compromise. She doesn't have to overcompensate. Nothing. She gets to be her and there is nothing wrong, nothing inherently wrong with just being her authentic self, with just being her, because she's used so many years to think of how to change, to be different than who she is rather than to just be who she is, right? Because she's faced the humiliation, the rejection, the abandonment, And that's something she does not want to face again. So how can I reinforce for her, my inner child of all ages, every stage of who I am and who I was as a developing child? I get to show her what it's like to be seen and what it's like to be enough. Because as I see myself that models that it's safe for her to see herself and as I create the space that I need to feel seen in the ways that I want to be seen that's all I'm responsible for I get to create the space I get to show up and then whoever is there to receive is there to receive that's the bonus but me putting myself out there for me in turn heals my inner child because then she knows that she's safe to do the same. She knows that she's worthy inherently because she exists. She knows that she's enough because she's already arrived. And now she has the ability to put those skills into practice. Because I remember as a really young kid, I remember that feeling of feeling like I had to do it alone and not feeling safe enough to share with the adults that I really wanted to see me because I was in fear of punishment. I was in fear of getting in trouble. I was in fear of not being loved, right? If I carried this belief, which I did and I'm still shedding and I'm I'm really letting go of is that I have to be perfect in order to receive love. That's kind of why I've created walls around, you know, the ways that I have felt, right? If I have a feeling that I perceive I'm the only one feeling, or i perceive as just too much and if i unconsciously try to change and be, and try to make myself smaller and try to put that feeling away and try to compartmentalize that feeling in a box and try to hide it that's only reinforcing shame rather than taking a vulnerable risk to say wait a minute i'm worthy of being seen in this and i don't care if anybody sees me or doesn't see me i am willing To show myself in this place, I'm willing to be exposed in effort to grow. And that's what's so vulnerable. That's what's so courageous because we're so repressed. We don't have the emotional intelligence. We don't really connect to that emotionality in a conscious way because what we resist persists. So if we're in the resistance, it's going to be that compounding effect and it's going to get to that place of chaos and overwhelm. And if that's what we're conditioned to believe we deserve, then that's where we're acting out of where sometimes we don't even know we're running a pattern. If that's the way we've always behaved or we've always lived, we may not even know that that's something that we're doing. So I'm curious, how many of you can relate to that? Like wanting the external to be more right than your internal compass or your intuition because if you outsource your power then you don't have to take that full accountability for who you are I know I've been there and I know that that's so easy to lean on because if it's about something else or someone else then it's a distraction for our own process it delays our own process but then on a soul level we're like aching for that next leap and we're aching for that soul mission and that groundbreaking feeling that arises when we do put ourselves out there when we do expand out of our comfort zone sure the comfort zone is comfortable but we've heard this many times that that's not where growth happens and we see physical growth right we see when children grow And then we notice growing pains because the younger children are the faster of a rate that they're accelerating. And it's painful to grow because as soon as you get familiar with where you are, you're already on to the next level. And it's beautiful all at once. And that is something right, like age where we can't resist. And of course, we have so many expressions of how that can go in terms of our health, in terms of our wellness, in terms of our, um, lifestyle and everything else that we choose and that we inherit and that we run like with our patterns and that kind of a stuff. But it's interesting that like, yeah, the evolution of that, there's no stopping it, but we have a choice in the matter of how we grow and where we grow to. And, where we in when what the limits are that we can unleash and unlock and forward ourselves in that greater motion. So, yeah, I just want to share like before we head out today, I want to share that I have been releasing so much not enoughness. And as painful as it is, like I'm done suffering about it. I'm done because it always gets triggered in these moments where I have stories about like feeling unimportant or feeling like I don't matter or feeling skipped over. And I know from where I stand today, that those are old stories. I know that that's not even who I am anymore. And yet I can notice how much I want to grip onto that And how much I want to stay identified with the pain, I I can see myself fighting to let go, even though I know that's not me anymore. And so I offer that just as an example of sharing because I'm sure there's something similar that you're going through too. And I'm sure there's something that you see yourself on the edge of, this pattern that you are releasing And sometimes the grip grip is really tight, you know, like I've heard this analogy twice today. One was with a snake and one was with a dog. Like if a dog is biting down on something, like I think about with Meraki and how we play tug of war. If we try to pull out, like if we try to pull the rope out of her mouth, she's only going to grip down tighter. You know, I heard that with a snake today, too, when I was watching Grays. I'm on season 18, by the way, and I am just loving this season. I feel like this season's the most spiritual one yet. Who knows? But maybe the last few. But anyways, This Is Us for me was always such a spiritual therapeutic experience. And now I get to fill that with um, grace and I'm just so blessed. But anyways, with what was happening in that current episode, was the snake was like, biting down on his arm. And the more he tried to like pull away, the harder it gripped. So it's like, it's interesting how we get to work with our subconscious and our beliefs and our thought patterns. And I'm going to emphasize that meditation is such a great way to create that space. All you need is 20 minutes, like 10, if you don't have 20, but You need 10 to drop in a little, but 20 minutes for me is my sweet spot. I like to meditate in the morning and at night. And I've just developed a really stellar morning routine that consists of my music. It consists of my polar plunge where I go in an ice bath for two and a half minutes to reset my nervous system. And that really kicks me into confidence for the day. I I feel like an all-star at the beginning of the day. And then I take all my supplements and then I stay hydrated and then I prepare like a really nourishing breakfast and I meet like all of my non-negotiables and all of my needs all within like the first three hours of my day. And I'm telling you, it's the healthiest I've ever felt. And no wonder I'm, I'm feeling safe enough and spacious enough for all of this gunk to surface. And um it's interesting, right? Like it's all bubbling up to the surface because now it's ready. It's overdue is how it's feeling, but which just means it's ready. But I've created a day now where that me time gets to happen right at the beginning of the day. And I set myself up for success and that way I get to flow within the parameters and the structures of the rest of my day. So Yeah. So much of an emotional release today. I felt like it was so important to share and my parents will be in town this weekend to visit. I can't wait. I can't wait to get that one-on-one time with them. I can't wait to make memories and savor the time. And I can't wait to put my work into practice and to really voice my needs and to really say what's, you know, for me and my truth and Get to be me and expand in that, and and really challenge the old patterning of the people pleaser that shows up, and and to go against those old patterns because when they show up, it's going to be easy to fall into old patterns. But this is such another beautiful opportunity to practice to go against the norm and against the pattern and show up as the new version of myself. What would she say? What would she do? When there is a request or a demand or a comment, how would she reply, or set energetic boundaries, right, and model that, model that level of taking care of self from connection of self, model that healthy presence, model that conscious decision making in a world and in a pace that's not so conscious. So I'm very excited to put that into practice. I love my parents dearly. And I'm so glad that they're able to make the trip. And I know I'll be sad to say goodbye after the weekend, but yeah, I'm just counting my blessings and really going to savor it. And I know it's going to be special. And I'm also prepared for whatever to arise. I'm changing and growing. So obviously the whole family system is going to shift accordingly as well. So It's going to be a great time and yeah, be gentle in your own process. Allow yourself to have a healing journey that's not linear because things shed layer by layer and things bubble up when they do. And it's just another reminder that time is not linear because when you set the ball in motion and when you get the ball rolling and you get your process going, life happens in the order that we need it, not in a chronological way. And that's sort of the beauty of it too. So I wish you well, happy healing, and love on yourself even more for where you're at and how far you've come. And, it, and if you're Version of yourself five years from now, you five years in the future, if she was to have a conversation with you today, present day self, what or, you know, what would be said? What would be going on? What would be the key takeaways? And what would that future version of yourself really need you to know, really need you to hear in this moment now? And as you channel that and meditate on that and journal on that, find out what that is. Find out how you can get into your alignment and take um, oriented action around that. That's going to allow you to even build on even deeper level of clarity because you deserve that. So I wish you well, and I hope you have a beautiful week and I love you so much. Take care. Bye.